Now it's time for Greg Bishop. Alright, yeah, we are Okay. There we go. We get it, we get it. Thanks to Head West Sub Stop. When you want a great sub, you gotta head west. They are the sponsor of this magnificent program every week. Brought to you on a wonderful platter. I wish that platter was full of delicious Head West subs. Mm. But we've got some substance from the city council uh, to fill you up with. So uh, last night it was a long meeting, about two hours, 40 minutes, uh, as I do every Mm. Wednesday. Wake up super duper early, uh, download it, listen to it on double speed while I'm getting ready to come to work and then uh, chop it all up Um, a little bit different as I'm here in the host chair. Well, Chris Murphy takes some uh, vacation time, so uh, greatly appreciate uh, uh, Kevin for being in the newsroom over there. Of course. Uh, so a lot to get to here. Uh, we've got uh, the budget situation is dire in as far as the revenue that's lost because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the government's response to it, shutting down sectors of the economy. Uh, for months on end. It was, what, three-plus yeah. months that uh, a lot of businesses either didn't have any business allowed to be public, people coming into their stores, or uh, business was substantially uh, decreased because of uh, the stay-at-home orders. Mm-hmm. But let's hear from Budget Director Bill McCarty about some of the latest numbers he continues to crunch and monitor and uh, review what the city of Springfield is getting from the state's taxes. Uh, so here's uh, Budget Director McCarty. That what we anticipate, instead of being down 18%, for instance, in the state, we were down only 14%. We took the new numbers, used that as our new baseline, changed everything going forward. And ultimately, you get some new details coming out where um, we see how much money is now the city going to be losing out on. So our revenue shortfall scenario A goes from around 10, a little over 10 million down to 8.7 million. Scenario B goes from somewhere around 12 million down to 9.9. So it improved somewhere between one or two million depending on the scenario, looking at either A or B, which is certainly good news. We are hoping to see more improvement, a bigger jump from May to June and then June to July. But until we have those numbers, it's very hard for us to say. Nothing against uh, Budget Director McCarty, but... <laughs> yeah. Which is good news that we're still going to be down. We're still going to be down a lot, just not down as nine, much. Ten billion, uh, ten million dollars uh, instead of you know ten, eleven, twelve million dollars yeah. down. So that's the good news. Uh, more from Director McCarty on the reimbursements they continue to seek. We have a reasonable, uh, high degree of confidence that we've got roughly two hundred twenty thousand dollars worth of, of operational costs like PPE and uh, some the plexiglass that's around you, et cetera, et cetera, the thermometers. We think that uh, we certainly are in line for $165,000 worth of reimbursements for overtime and some other salary and benefits that we consider a slam dunk. And we've got a large chunk there, you can see in red, of about $1.3 million that's still under review. Still under review. Uh, they're trying to crunch those numbers more to see if they can get that reimbursed by the Federal CARES Act. The problem here is there's $4.9 million the city can access. They're trying their hardest to find which costs over the past five months can be put into that pot of money and be reimbursed. And as of right now, it's only about, uh, what, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000. They're looking at over a million plus 
that could be reimbursed, but uh, there's a lot more work to do to get that reimbursed. A lot of this through manual and tedious work to try and comb through because there are certain components that we feel we can put in for certain components that we can't, and it wasn't all captured in the system the way we had hoped. Now, next steps, Budget Director McCarty lays out. This is where we are right now, so even if the powers that be, everyone around the horseshoe, felt that the best course of action for the city would be to just, okay, we've got our reserves, we built them up, we plan for a rainy day, we actually have a rainy day fund and we should utilize that to get through this. Understand what I'm showing is only for the fiscal year through February. So what about next fiscal year? Uh, well, some projections being made by the budget director as to anticipated costs and some of those costs are going to increase including pensions. Based on what we have now, somewhere around 1.7 million more in police and fire pensions next year. We got our, we do have a draft of fire. It's almost a million dollars. We're waiting on police. We looked at last year's and what the projection might be for police. Fire was pretty close to last year's projection and police was somewhere in the seven, 800,000. So we're looking at 1.7 to 1.8 million dollars potentially mm. in new expenses next year on top of decreased revenue. So. <laughs> So it's ah. not just this year's budget, Kevin. It's, yeah. it's next year's budget mm -hmm. and what the city's leaders are going to do moving forward to address those costs, especially with the decline in revenue. So yeah. uh, here's uh, Alderman Donilon, who uh, starts to really kind of, I guess, uh, I don't want to say be impatient, but he's been asking for details on what the steps are going to be to actually shore some of this up. These numbers, it's anywhere from 8.6 to $14 million. Let's be conservative on the number and estimate on the low side. Uh, it's 8.6, almost 8.7. Um, how are we going to come up with it? Obviously, we can utilize fund balance, but according to these numbers I see in front of me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, fund balance would go down from anywhere from 12.2% to 8.1%. My understanding that is... Closer to 10% we get, there's times when we can't make payroll. Well, it all depends on cash flow. I think 10% we're probably okay from a cash flow standpoint. We have utilized passive borrowing in the past in order to make payroll. Is it the most fiscally sound thing to do? No. No, I would agree with you 100%. It's not. I, I, I personally am not for utilizing fund balance for everything. Right. I don't think it's the fiscally responsible thing to do, but there are other matters that have to be considered by the powers that be, the mayor and the voting members of the council, to make that ultimate determination. What I've done thus far, what my office has done thus far, is we have met with the mayor recently. We provided a uh, several options to look at and consider, and right now those are under consideration in his office, and I'll kick it up to him if he wants to comment any more on that, where we are with it. And we'll hear from the mayor after the break here with the council roundup brought to you by Head West Sub Stop. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. It is the council roundup. I'm Greg Bishop, Kevin Hart in the newsroom. Hey. News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Hearing from Budget Director McCarty, several aldermen, and the mayor about the budgets. And uh, we had a budget passed ready for you know the beginning of the fiscal year, which was like March 1st. And then, of course, COVID hit. Yep. So whenever COVID hit, uh, you had the lockdowns and uh, a, a significant drop in economic activity that's caused a, a pinch in the amount of revenue that the city's getting. Here's the mayor talking about some of the things he's eyeing to help shore up those costs. From last night's meeting, full city council meeting. That's the reason we put in the, it's the second footnote on there, the corporate fund policy from 8 to 16%. I think the comfortable margin would be 12%. I think is what uh, 
the preferred ending balance would be. And so that's what uh, our target will be with regards to that. But I don't know if that's, uh, you know, the fund balance is where aldermen are really going to be looking at to, to draw from to plug these holes, the so-called rainy day fund. So what else is there, Mayor? Some items that we're considering with consolidation. I think there's areas that we can uh, move together as far as shared services, uh, especially on the buildings and ground side of things. So we're going to take a hard look at that. But uh, there's going to be some hard conversations with regards to uh, uh, you know, a couple of departments, they still continue, everybody continues to slow down spending, uh, slow down hiring, and hopefully you have some, uh, well, we will have some savings with regards to that. Continue to look at the CARES Act because, you know, there's dedicated $4.8 million towards uh, Springfield just based on our population, I guess is how they came up with Cheers that Act, yes. And Correct. so we'll continue to turn over all those avenues as much as possible. Earlier, I mentioned Alderman Donilon seeming to get a little impatient, and I think that's because we're now five-plus months into this. Yeah. And we had Alderman at the beginning of this raising the flag saying, we need to start now. There was an effort to, I think, have a 5% across the board kind of freeze on spending. That doesn't seem to be enough. Alderman Donilon, um, again, you can hear where he gets a little bit impatient. Given the spending authority, granted certain things have to come back to us if they go over a certain threshold, but the revenue, due to COVID, hasn't come in. And so we have a hole. It's either 8.6 or 14 million. Pick a number in the middle. How are we going to come up with that money? And every day we wait, it gets worse. He's not, you know, speaking out of school here, uh, it may get better in as much as how much revenue we're going to miss out on, but it's still revenue we're going to miss out on, yep. and that means crunching city services elsewhere. All the uh, CARES money. And you outlined about 1.7 million. Let's say we get it all. Let's round it up to two million. We're still six to 12 million dollars in the hole. And you know, the longer we wait, that hard decision that you talked about, Mayor, is absolutely right. It impacts employees greater and greater. The harder, the longer and harder we, the longer we wait. So, you know, I'm just going to ask very bluntly, Bill, uh, when are we going to have the plan? So when when are we going to when are you going to show us what your plan is? Well. I provided the mayor with a lot of options, and it's under consideration. Um, I don't get to call the shots. I'm not the elected official. I'm working with the mayor, and as soon as he's got a comfort level with what he wants to do, we'll roll it out. Um, other than that, that, that's where we are. It's and under consideration. The real, uh, the real item that we're all facing right now, I mean, you see the case is going up. Right. I'm not worried about today. I'm probably worried about uh, come the fall and the winter. I think that's where Probably. the situation could mm. really turn upside down. So I mean, not. it could get a lot worse. It could get better, yeah, as we've so shown. Not. I think May's numbers were better than expected, so they can go positive, which they've had the uh, past month. But if the case is still uh, kind of spiral uh, out of control, uh, which is beyond all of our controls. We well, especially when you've got the governor unilaterally having a plan that uh, has regions, like we just saw the Metro East area, have their economy uh, with some restrictions put on it, uh, yeah. especially bars and restaurants. So still something that could possibly happen. We'll revisit a little bit more of this conversation about the budget coming back for the council roundup, but we'll also talk a little bit about TIFs. We'll talk a little bit about um, homeless issues as well. It's all coming up here with the council roundup we're in the middle of a conversation about the budget for the city council and uh full meeting last night two hours and 40 minutes and a good chunk of it at the beginning was about the budget situation especially with uh, covid19 and the numbers uh really making things difficult 
Uh, we're talking like eight to fourteen million dollars, and that's just this year alone. Let alone what could possibly be happening next year. Alderman Donnellan asking the budget director, Bill McCarty, uh, where's the plan? What are they going to see? Uh, what's ultimately going to happen here? We haven't had anything majorly definitive other than some, uh, you know, uh, overarching ideas like consolidation of services, for instance. But uh, I don't know if that's going to shore up the uh, 10 plus million dollars. Uh, here's uh, more from uh, Alderman Donnellan. Dan, go. Because what I, what I heard you saying is we're not going to rely solely on fund balance and there's going to be... And I just encourage those conversations. Again, I'm not trying to be preachy, but those conversations need to happen now because mm -hmm. it's again every day we wait, the worse it gets. And, and it's a, it's, you're right. I think I think the the winter weather is probably going to make it worse, unfortunately. So and it's probably a conversation that should have been had five months ago. And I'm yeah. sure that they had some of those conversations, uh, but. It's seeming to, to be a little late to the game uh, to really get some action here. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have to wait for the revenue numbers to come in from the state. He could have gone ahead and yeah, been prudent Maybe. and shored up some of those costs early on. Um, but it, it, here we are. That, that's you know, the reality. That's, yeah, we're here. So. Budget Director McCarty with more. So that in conjunction with all of that money would put us uh, much closer. And then the decision could be, do we want to utilize a couple million dollars in reserves in order to uh, avoid some of the painful consequences that would come out? But I also agree with you that we can't rely on that and that we should be looking at our options. And, and we are. Other aldermen jumping into the conversation. Alderman Chuck Redpath. You have 11 people on this city council who have a lot of experience in, in, in management and that type of thing that can contribute to this. And I can tell you that uh, there's so many other options that are not even being discussed that we need to get out on the table. That's all we're asking. I think Alderman Donlin hit it on the head that we got to get involved and help. Yeah, I'd be curious, maybe later this week we can ask some of you out there, uh, the taxpayers, not just those who live in Springfield, but shop and dine and have fun in Springfield and pay tax dollars. Mm -hmm. How would you like to see uh, the city shore up its finances? It's not just a conversation for Springfield, of course. Um, uh, cities all across the state and across the country and around the world are yeah. uh, seeing these problems because of COVID-19 and the government's reaction to it. McCarty, uh, back at it with a little bit of response to Red Path about getting other ideas and perspectives. If there's something I haven't presented to the mayor, I'll take it right to him and say, hey, Alderman Redpath came up with this idea. Or Alderman Donlin uh, went through this and, and they did this. We should maybe consider this. More than happy to do that. Would love to do that, as a matter of fact. It seems like years ago, uh, but it was just a matter of months when uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer was one of the first on the council uh, to raise the flag of, we're going to have this problem coming up. Uh, here he is last night. You know, uh, the thing about a rainy day fund is, is it's, it's great if you use it, unless you, unless you use it and it rains the next day and you <laughs> need it again. And... and that's my concern with the, with using too much fund balance because. <laughs> well, what well, was the mayor saying earlier about uh, how this fall and winter could be a little bit uh, troublesome when it comes yeah. to the COVID numbers and not just the COVID numbers, right? Yeah. The, the, the reaction to it, as we said, Region 4, Metro East, they've reverted back to more strict guidelines and their bars and restaurants aren't going to be able to operate to the capacity that they once were able to operate just last week, let alone six months ago. Mm. Uh, I talked with one um, bar employee uh, in, in a rural part of, like, Bond County, for instance, and she told me uh, they are just now opening back up Ooh. after COVID started. Like, they shut down for, for months. 
and they were just now starting to open back up. This isn't a rural kind. This isn't like across the street from the strip clubs in Sajay, right? Right. This is a rural bar and tavern, uh, a, a a a pub and, and grill that is just now opening up, and they've got these restrictions on them. And that's the type uh, of stuff the business owners have to contend with. Yeah. The uncertainty of it. How do they navigate through this? It's pretty rough. Either way, um, dipping into the rainy day funds, probably not the best idea, or at least managing this entire budget shortfall with just rainy day funds. When will you start working on the budget for next year? Because it's going to, I'm afraid it's going to have to get trimmed down very, very much. Typically, we would start in October. However, we're already starting to look at some things now. Now. Yeah, I would not uh, probably just go and give yeah, the just, budget a haircut. Just, yeah, just <laughs> right now. Yeah, just yeah. Are you not working on it? Is it not in front of you right now? Working on it, please. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And, and and you know what, aldermen need to do it too, and they're doing it by asking their questions and um, trying to hold uh, the the mayor's administration accountable and the budget director accountable. Totally understand, but you know the, the aldermen are the ones that are ultimately going to be um, proposing their own ideas during budget time, and they're the ones that are going to be voting on this. So. Uh, the more conversation about all of this, the better. Here is Budget Director McCarty. Ideally, what we're looking at, because this thing will drag on, as you've articulated, is making moves this year that will flow into next year as well. Shared services that the mayor talks about is a prime example of that if we can come up with some ideas for shared services, and that will flow into next year. And we know those, those ideas are working. We, and I've seen it in my own office with our accounts payable office. So we'll hear more about the budget. Uh, I think it's necessary to hear more about the budget and how the city is going to shore up some of those things because it's not only going to impact services, it could impact some city jobs as well. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a brief conversation last night about TIF districts and in particular a downtown TIF. Alderman Redpath had some questions that he had the clerk read out for the downtown TIF and looking at that Ferguson Booth building again. Here's the clerk reading some of the alderman's questions. Number one, ownership, entity, and banking reference on them. Number two, name and reference on the general contractor. Number three, total cost of project and development performa along with operating performa. What is the number four? What is the current amount in the city TIF? Yep. Number five, will the unpaid bills to the local union subs be paid? Number six, will the TIF funds be paid as a reimbursement after evidence of the GC and developer have been have paid the bills? Number seven, <clears throat> are the pension benefits in arrears going to be paid? Number eight, does Mr. Lawrence have any connection to this project? So this is about uh, TIF dollars going to a developer, uh, and Alderman Redpath wants to make sure that uh, we don't run into the same problems that we ran into years ago with this project. Uh, I remember uh, Mayor Houston unveiling this project, and we actually took a tour of the project, and it looked like it was going to be great. That was uh, six plus years ago or so, <laughs> if not if not longer. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, it just it just fell apart. The financing didn't come together, uh, so they they walked away from it. But apparently, there's going to be another effort um, somewhere else. So you're going to hear a lot more about that, I would imagine. Yeah. In the near future, uh, with limited time here, it's the council roundup brought to you by Head West Sub Stop. When you want a great sub, you gotta head west on News Talk ninety four point seven and nine seventy WMAY. Um, there was a, uh, a greeting card last night that the mayor uh, talked about from a 92-year-old gentleman uh, over in California. And uh, he talked about the card, what was on it, and uh, it was a, a nice uh, kind of 
refreshing moment of sorts. Here's a little bit of the mayor talking about that. The capital S is a, it's a kind of interesting, it's a homage to women. And then in this, uh, the rest of it, it's uh, pictures of children. So I thought it was uh, perfect uh, with the, especially the year of suffrage, uh, you know, in honor of women. So yeah, Isn't that's today? pretty today. That was amazing. My, that was my new business thing. Yes. I was going to say today. How about that? Congratulations. Righty back. Karma. Pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. But uh, here's a, here's a little bit of who wrote the card, who found the card. It was a 1910 postcard. Some guy found it a, at a antique shop over in California, <laughs> and he sent it to the Springfield mayor. Oh. I turned 92 years old on June 26, awesome. and still going strong as far <laughs> as I know. I like to call my little hobby the redistribution of happiness. Our world sure needs it. That's Thank fun. you, and I wish you folks all the very best. And it's signed by Lowell Jorg in uh, Stockton, California. And he says, P.S.O. Oh, yes, my daughter says you can find me on Google, but I never look. A 92-year-old yeah. on Google. Nice. That's too funny. Um, <laughs> and then finally, uh, the issue of uh, persons uh, experiencing homelessness. Uh the mayor introduced John Fellon last night, who uh, has some news. Here's the mayor. Mayors are working on a long-term strategic plan uh, to address the situation, uh, which would include some fashion of the Center for Health and Housing, uh, whatever that looks like, but in the interim. So uh, uh, the mayor there talking about uh, the importance of getting something done with the um, lack of uh, shelter for some of those in the uh, homeless population, and John laid out some of the ideas that he's seen work elsewhere. And that the amount of cost that it is to have people on the street is much larger than you realize in unreimbursed care at the hospital, when it could be reimbursed in different ways or the losses could be less as well as the cost to have people so i'm eager to work on this sort of interim plan to quickly get people into housing and uh, you have a lot of providers already united around this issue and this is about raising the scores that they need to get more hud money here in the future with goals this year which then will assist in the long-term plan. And ultimately, so, uh, he said that you know there's there's other ways to ensure that we address these issues by identifying individuals with problems and getting them to the proper services and finding the dollars available instead of having those dollars picked up and um, almost like just charity care of sorts. There right. are dollars to, to maintain. As far as getting somebody a place to live, um, that's a, a tall order. Alderwoman Conley uh, laying that out. You're talking about providers and money, and we can get people into apartments. How long are you going to be here? I understand you're on contract. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how long are you going to be here? What sort of expectations do we have for this contract? What sort of a plan will we have in place? Are you finding someone to run this warming center for us? Because last year, um, I'm sure the mayor's told you, it was no small scramble to get um, a social service agency to come in and and run that for us so it's gonna be an ongoing conversation ultimately what uh, john said was you gotta identify these people what kind of problems they may have and it doesn't have to be a large building for everybody to go into uh, once you find them a place that they're happy with they will move forward with a uh, with a program to help get them on their feet check one all right the microphone's a little there you go there. Uh, but uh, they can find a, a program to get them on their feet. So uh, that's your council roundup. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> From the host chair, Greg Bishop. Yeah. And the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs.